from the Summit Bar and Restaurant, Paragon Lodge, Levy, Finland, 2023 Interski. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are sitting down with Stephen Helfenbein, team member and new ski school director, snow sports school director of Sun Valley. Stephen, congratulations on everything that's going on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a really exciting time. Really excited to make the move up to Idaho and start a new challenge there. Um, I've been in the ski industry for about 30 years, and it took me that long to get my first year-round full-time job, so um, that's exciting. That's really awesome. And it looks like you've been insanely busy here at Interski. Uh, How's it been going? I'd love to hear things that you've done, one, as a leader, uh, as an educator, and then also as a learner. Yeah, Interski, as I'm sure you've heard from everybody, it's this jam-packed experience, and we have this unique situation where we're participants and we're working, essentially. So on the team member uh, work responsibility side of things, uh, I was part of a group with Troy Walsh and Brian Smith where we presented on decision-making, the decision-making component of the learning connection model, that blue circle around the three red triangles. And, you know, we've been talking about those red triangles for several years now, but we hadn't said anything about that blue circle. And we figured, hey, let's uh, add a little substance to that. And the three of us presented an on-snow workshop about that topic and an indoor presentation uh, Tuesday. And so Tuesday was a jam-packed day. We had, you know, two on-snow workshops, an indoor presentation, and then on-snow demos that night with the whole team. So that's how this event goes. Like, you'll get one or two days that are just absolutely full throttle. And it makes you realize, like, why our selection process is this grueling multi-day event, because it's really helping you to be prepared for this event. Now, I could be wrong, because I often am, but (laughs) it seemed to me that working with a group on that blue circle and the decision-making, that was was kind of a risky uh, choice on your part, because that could be really difficult to present. How did you all come up? It was a really creative way that you did that. I thought you handled the groups really well. But again, I was I was kind of in awe as I was watching that being led because it was like, man, this is challenging, but you guys are holding the group together. Yeah, I think... Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, so it is... The way that we tried to present it, what I did, it did feel a little risky because what we essentially told our groups is that I don't have a plan right now. And that differs wildly from almost every session that you go to at Interski where there is a plan and the presenter or leader of the session will carry on with that plan despite any challenges in the environment or constraints that they may encounter. You know, if a slope is too crowded, ah, it doesn't matter, we're gonna keep going. People are cold, yeah, we're gonna stand around more. Um, and our session was starting with no plan except for us to um, help people understand that a relevant experience, a relevant lesson, is a function of the decisions that we make along the way and using those decisions to adjust to the needs of the people that are with us. And you could tell that in our groups, people were not used to that and they're waiting for us to really take the lead, but we're waiting for them to give us information so we can make the right choices and and ultimately meet their needs. And how did that work? What was your feedback from participants? 
the the feedback by the end was very positive that they see it very intertwined with how we teach that they and they say we like how you teach we like your style that it's um, student centered and what this decision making what the strategy has been with the decision making topic is to say it's not just about teaching our decisions aren't just about teaching for learning it's about the whole experience it's about um, what do I choose to address technically what teaching method do I use to teach how and what do I need to do to build relationships how much do I need to prioritize any of those one things the decisions are about the whole learning environment which you know may include other basic things like what lift are we going to how many runs should we take uh, do I teach anything at all we, we contend that a great experience could happen and a with a conscious decision to not teach anything that might not be what a person needs out of a certain experience so um, the outcome of effective good decision-making should be a relevant experience and that's one that meets a student's needs and again, it was, I thought you guys handled what I considered a risky way of, of doing something extremely well, so great job. How did you come up with that idea? I mean, did the three of you, uh, it was Troy, Brian, and yourself, as you were planning the way you were going to make this presentation, uh, how many ideas, kind of walk us through the process. Yeah, sure. You, this all sounds great in theory when you're sitting in a, a room, you know, four months ago talking about this stuff, and and then you, you have to come up with a concrete way to transfer this our intended meaning to a group of people that may or may not, you know, speak our language or understand our culture. So ultimately, we just decided that we had to do it. We just had to show what great instructors do, and what great instructors do in our country is they show up on every any given day that they're scheduled to work they don't know what they're doing in some cases they don't know who they're with and they have to go and figure it out and and the best instructors are able to adapt on the fly in response to the information they gather to create a great experience and we said well why should we be any different let's uh walk that talk and we just said hey let's treat this like what we do and go figure out what we're going to have to do to adapt to create create connection with these people and do something that that's meaningful for them how did it work was it easier maybe in the uh, off snow presentation yeah for sure you know we were able to create a very similar um, lesson environment in the uh, in the on snow part in the off snow part in our indoor lecture you know it, there's always a struggle with um, trying to make it interactive and trying to make it engaging you know lectures especially after, after a long day of skiing can, can can be challenging for some folks but you know we have to come up with a way to to sh demonstrate the difference between adapting decisions and and uh, starting a lesson with a single decision and then carrying on regardless, right? Never making another decision. And so I tried to use some video examples that told that story in my presentation um, that actually showed skiers, skier, one skier that was clearly making decisions on the fly as they went, adapting their behavior, and then another video of a skier that 
basically had made up their mind the day before about what they were going to do. And that resulted in them just skiing right off a 40 foot cliff into a, <laughs> a huge cannonball into a field of powder. Didn't adjust their decision making at all. So that created a nice metaphor, you know, is your lesson as adapting, you know, as you read the run or are you just uh, sending it to, into a big cannonball right off the cliff? You know, and some lessons are like that. It's like, here we go. I'm just going right off the cliff. And, you know, that that's probably not where we should go, but that's where we're going. You know, I've said this on a number of podcasts already, but uh, one thing that's showing through from everyone on the team that I've been talking with is your excitement and enthusiasm. You seem really genuinely excited to be here. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the cool thing about Interski is, and, and our our team's role at Interski, we create our material. No one gives us this stuff to present. We, over several years, develop these ideas and create content that will progress our profession. So that's what gets us excited, is that we have some ownership over over these ideas and this material and these experiences. So um, we, we just can't wait to see where it goes and what's next. So speaking of what's next, we've got two days remaining. Uh, what are, well, I guess two and a half. To, uh, what are some things that you're going to attend? Uh, any lecture topics that you think sound especially interesting that you want to drop in on? Or what are some that maybe you've already attended? Um, yeah, I've attended some really interesting things so far, and um, I, I will attend more, but I've been pretty flexible in how I plan. I've been a bad interski attendant. I've not planned really well. I'm just um, kind of making it up as I go. Which is, oh, decisions. Yeah, exactly. It just I got I to gotta go with that message, right? I'm not going with the predetermined plan. I'm adapting every day. Uh, but the, what I notice are trends. Like, I'm big on noticing trends, and there are countries that use... Uh, um, a very technique-based approach to teaching and skiing. And then there are those that use what I would describe as a more fundamentally-based approach. And and there's, it, it's funny, when you go to a presentation that is rooted in technique, say like South Korea and how they talk about their short turn, which is very narrowly defined, it's, fa it's fascinating. It's like a cultural studies uh, presentation through the lens of skiing. And so these are really interesting things. When you go to a presentation rooted in fundamentals, these are, this is a very flexible approach to skiing as opposed to a technique, right? It's one size fits all. The, t the fundamental uh, based presentations are kind of boring, <laughs> actually. Um, it's, it's a great method, but it's not interesting to watch on snow because the answer in that type of system is like, yeah, it just depends. You know, we'll create this, the right answer for the situation. But these technique-based approaches are fascinating and they're really fun to watch because they're just so different from us. So those are the things I seek out. Um, and uh, those are the kind of things that I'll probably look for the rest of the way. Well, you've got a, a busy time ahead of you uh, when you get back to the U.S. You've got National Academy coming up and then new job starts. Yeah, that's right. Um, Academy will be great because we'll 
get to share so many things from this experience. And then once, um, yeah, th that season winds down and skiing stops, I'll be heading up to Idaho and start to learn about my new job for the Sun Valley Snow Sports School, um, which I'm really excited about. In one way, like I hate the end of winter, but in this case, like I'm pretty excited to get to that and start to adapt to my new role. Steven, I sure appreciate you dropping by. Any any words of conclusion for the membership? Uh, the membership benefits tremendously from this event, uh, whether you realize it or not. Um, this moves our profession forward. It's been doing it for decades, whether you realize it or not. This event is so solely responsible for the for the progression of our association, um, and it's just so important for us to be here and then share what we learned from this experience and then share with you our vision for our next steps. Um, it's a big deal. And any member that could ever get to one of these, I would highly recommend it. It's one of the most transformational uh, learning experiences you could have about snow sports. Team member and new Sun Valley Snow Sports School Director, Stephen Helfenbein, joining us on First Chair. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, George. From the Summit Bar and Restaurant, Paragon Lodge, Levy, Finland, 2023 Interski, I'm George Thomas.